2: to save me from tears i give it to someone special <laughs> is that good
1: <laughs> it was good when the music was on
2: happy december for people. people harmonizing yeah. happy friday mother fuckers <laughs> as the first of december oh fuck but sweets everywhere <laughs> it's the first of december are you ready to rumble? It's
3: Christmas time, mistletoe and wine.
2: What's the next bit?
3: Children, Children
2: singing Christian rhymes with the logs on the fire and what is it? Crisps on the tree. <laughs> I would love some crisps on the tree. <laughs> anyway, we're fucking mental.
3: We're here. To do a lot on your plates today, quite Mm -hmm. serious, Mm -hmm. actually, for December. Anyway, we weren't organised enough to do a Christmas theme, so here we are.
2: By the way, just a quick shout-out. You know when we're doing our gift, guys, which, thank you for the love, everyone? um, I remembered a really good gift idea. Everyone's really into, like, digital cameras, aren't they? Correct. You know, like, old-school cameras that you get the film rolls from. Yeah. And I got one from... An Instagram called Take Photos at Take Photos. Again, I'll share them to our page. But I just thought that was a really cool gift to give to the whole little Gen Z fam or someone else that's really into like getting actual photos printed.
3: Wait, so you got your photos printed for me, or you got the camera? From no,
2: I got it? a cam. I got a proper digital camera. I've never actually used it to be honest with you. I bought it for when I went to go to Mallorca. Right. It was about eighty pounds, but it was a really cool old school one. Um, Interesting. And I got the film role from a place in the south side of Glasgow. Right. Yeah. I just thought that. I thought, why didn't I mention that? Because when you mentioned the canon, I thought, oh, that's a really good gift mm-hmm. idea for someone, actually. We can definitely, like,
3: just keep sharing some things to the stories because it'll come to us, you know, over time. Yeah. Um, anyway, shall we just get right in about it? In about bu- it. In, in about it. Right, so here we go. Hey, girls, I love lis- listening to the podcast. You girls are both so inspiring. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure what I inspire you for, but...
2: Icons. Okay. Your fitness queen.
3: Right. Work is definitely the thing that's a lot on my plate just now. I currently work in marketing and struggling to see how I will grow and work for a large company for the rest of my career. Can you give any advice on how you took the steps to becoming self-employed? I have a few marketing-based business ideas, but don't know where to begin.
2: Over to you, Zoe.
3: I know I actually put myself on in the spot there, didn't I? Um, I feel like my first bit of information would be If you've got a few different ideas Keep building them out so that you Like come to the conclusion of one idea Okay Because you don't want to go out Self-employed and trying to have like What's what's the phrase? Finger in every pie Right Because you're just going to like not succeed at anything Because you're too stretched Mm -hmm. So I feel like Find yourself like a niche Yep take the time at first to like work out exactly what route you want to go down with these ideas and even if you still want to do them later down the line you can but only start with one mm-hmm. because you build up. it's just too much and even like the kind of adjustment of going self-employed is a lot to take in as well as like your actual business yeah which you're like finding trying- out
2: as the weeks pass
3: absolutely <laughs> um so that would be my first piece of advice but i think you're never going to be like, okay, today's the right day to do it. You just need to find a time where you're like, right, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And know that it'll work out. Yeah, for sure. Because you could always put it off. Because like it is a big risk and you're used to having a like stable income and regular income and all that sort of thing. But if you thought about that forever, you would just never do it. Mm-hmm.
2: And what advice would you give it then to the bit which at the start in terms of like being in a big corporate company and feeling like there's nowhere, like, like a path?
3: Mm-hmm. I do feel like if you enjoy your work to an extent, then it's worth asking, like, what your progression plan is. Like, that's definitely appropriate to ask your management, like, what? how do you see me progressing through the company, like, over literally the next five years? Mm-hmm. Because really, if you're getting, like, reviews or performance reviews and all that sort of thing, you should have, a pro- like, a kind of progress plan anyway. Yeah. So, if there isn't really one there for you, then you're definitely, like, kind of wasting your time to an extent because you're just never going to grow in that company.
2: And I do feel like if you're confident enough to speak to your management about that, they kind of know in the back of their heads that you're eager for progression. And it's yeah. not like they'll just sit back and do nothing because their job is to be your, a manager and a people person, people manager. Yeah. And if they're not seeing fulfilling your, what you've asked, then, yeah, I think also
3: a lot of people struggle in big companies because... It's just so much more, like, transparent that you're just a number in a way. Yeah. Because you're not really that close to any of the decisions being made or that close to, like, the kind of senior management team because there's so many of them because it's such a big company, so you just feel you're never really... You might be getting promotions, but you're actually not really getting any higher up Mm. in the chain, which I think a lot of people find. But
2: what I will say is, as well, obviously, I don't know how long you've worked in this job role for or, like, how long you've been in full-time employment from studying or whatever, but... I would definitely stick it out for a bit longer if you're quite new to it and just reap the benefits and get suck all the information out as you possibly can because Mm -hmm. when you go alone, it can be quite daunting and you will sometimes wish that you had some like supports lean on or you you know certain bits of information you can just bounce off like your teammates and that, can't you? Which is something you find you struggle with now being self-employed. Yeah, creative ideas and things you you miss that, don't you?
3: Yeah, it's a huge adjustment and like I even think I was saying to Jess the other day. Not even when you're thinking like of deep things, but see if you're literally watching like something tragic on the news or whatever, you would go into your work and you would chat about it and but, then, Oh, you've
2: seen that today.
3: And you would kinda like almost like get it off your chest, if you know what I mean. Not that it's bothering you, but off like Off your plate. Off <laughs> your plate. How could I forget? Um but like you just spoke about things more, whereas like now I feel like I just sit with all these things in my own head. Yeah. And I just think about them all day every day. But I'm not actually I never forget about them because I'm not like Say it them out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's not that I'm sitting like with deep thoughts and like struggling in my head. It's just more like you're used to chatting to people all day, and I just don't do that at all now. Yeah. So it's like a big adjustment. So it's definitely, it's I don't think self-employed life is for everyone.
2: No. Like I don't. Percent. I don't
3: think a lot of people could do it. So I think trying to give it time to make sure that it's definitely what you want is a big thing as well,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and not just jump into it. Mm-hmm. Because it might not be for you. I've Thought that many times. Anyway, next. We have another work one. Oh. Right, here we go. I'm currently teaching in a school that I'm not a big fan of in terms of their behaviour policy. As teachers, we literally get no support when kids are kicking off and it's such a difficult environment to work in. However, I love the teachers in my department. We always manage to laugh situations off, which I find helps with the working day. I'd find it really hard to leave them behind. Do I stay where I am or do I seek employment elsewhere in another school? Then she said, from a knackered teacher. P.S. You girls are smashing it. Hmm. I think if you love the people you work with, I'd be more tempted to stay. Hmm. Like, so she loves her colleagues, basically, but the kind of behavioural principles of the school aren't what she likes. But I just think it could be like that anywhere. And you're, I know you're I not want to say know. that.
2: I don't really know an awful lot about teaching or like the educational system, but... I can imagine it would be pretty much similar across the board unless you went to a private school.
3: I know. And I think as well, even if there's better rules and regulations in place, you don't know what kind of kids you're getting year by year. So, like, you're never going to have... I'd imagine you're never going to feel you've got full control anyway. So if you really love the people you work with, I would try and stick it out. And maybe if you all feel the same way, you can keep addressing it. Or address it to the head teacher or or something, yeah. Because if you know that you'll feel the same way and as you said laugh it off and talk it out and whatever if everyone's complaining about the same thing to like yeah surely something needs to change yeah
2: yeah
3: or at least stick it out for maybe another six months to a year see if anything changes and then you can decide because you're going to stay pals with these people forever if you get along with them so
2: well anyway you can always keep an eye out and like look for other opportunities whilst you're still working
3: absolutely it is a hard one to decide, like whether to leave a job or not, because you just—it's the same as everything. You just don't know if the grass is greener.
2: No, you don't. And you know what? Speaking from experience, it's not. I know. <laughs> do you and, know what? There's certain the, the, the positives in companies from the negatives in the in the past are always the best. But then the the positives from the previous company then become like it's like yeah. vice versa. That's how I experienced it. Anyway, it was it's was mental.
0: And
3: I do just nothing's think perfect. Like, I do think as well if you find that everywhere you go, like I kind of feel for me, it made me realise that I'm just not, I would rather work for myself. Yeah. Like I think it makes a lot of people realise that you're maybe just not cut out for working like underneath a team. And it's not that you want to be like the big boss, the big powerful one. It's just that like, you'd
2: rather just do your own thing. Yeah. And I think as a society, we've always been built in our heads that for you to have like a proper job, as people say in inverted commas, it has to be that office based nine to five or like a hands-on, but that's actually not true at all. People work all different kinds of hours, and people are their own bosses or have different teams, and it, it's just how what you see is a job is how you make your money. Yeah, no exactly. matter how, how hard hard it is, or physically hard or what mentally hard, you you make your, you write your own rules in yeah, this exactly. in this world. <laughs> I certainly fucking do. You, you don't give a
1: fuck. <laughs> a question for you: Do you know anybody who's went self-employed and then went back to work? Probably me soon.
3: Probably <laughs> me. Probably me in ten years. <laughs> Um, or one year. Do I you know
1: what? Really, I don't. I, like most people who make the leap, not, no, they, I don't know anyone. I'm sure who people has... have. But I don't really know when they in my circle who has made the lump leap and then went. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go back and get a job.
2: No, let, I don't. Let me tell you now. I was joking when I said that, and I would try. I, I have said on the podcast where you interviewed me about, and I said I wouldn't be ashamed to go back to work because no. I wouldn't. I actually miss my old work environment and obviously the actual job role itself. Yeah. It's very different to what I do now. But I couldn't work. For, I don't think I could ever work for somebody else now. And you know, when you sit back though and you think about how you were spoken to in the past from no, people, I, I sit and I think I would never. I would fucking never let you oh, speak to me like I've that. The way I've been spoken to. I know.
3: And both my last jobs was like if that happened to like I just can't believe I didn't just walk out of there and I did try.
2: But you know, it's funny. You say you, as soon as you start working for yourself, you sit there and you think I would never let someone speak to me like that now. No, but But if you went back, maybe you would. Yeah, I don't know. You
1: we were me and Jenna were talking about it the other day actually the other day driving. It was like you don't realise until you're out. Once you're in, you don't realise. But when no. once you're out, you're like, what the fuck? You don't
2: realise how no. toxic it is, do you, until you're no. out of the situation. And I think and you
3: realise to an extent and you act on it the way you feel like at that time, but there is only so much you can do because yeah. they, they are like your senior. True. But at the same time, that like, they're not your senior as a person, <laughs> they're just
2: just, she- uh huh, they're just just sitting in that workplace. So yeah. why do you let me, s- why speak, to you me let speak
3: to you like that? Like, yeah, it's different if they're pulling you up if it's work related, but a lot of the time it's actually not, or they make it personal. And that's that's when it's always in the personal stuff yeah. to speak to
2: you like, shit. but what I will say is every time I've been spoken to you like, shit, or I've had a really difficult conversation in a workplace, it's definitely made me who I am now, and it's and I've been thankful for it in the long run. Mm. I will say that it's made me see people's true colors. It's made me either like fix up or pull my finger out of my ass at the time, or I don't know, made me leave. So yeah. I actually think like I'm thankful for those conversations. I
3: think me leaving work was actually a result of something that happened over a year before I left, but I just had to get my ducks in a row. That
2: was so bad to be able,
3: able like... to leave. <laughs> like I do think like if you're not lucky enough to be able to just leave from a financial point of view, I would have walked out the door. Yeah, and been gone instantly, but. I wasn't, so I had to stay.
2: Yeah, you sort of like wrapped. You, you feel like trapped, don't you, in things? And sometimes. even like Jason
3: used to say to me, honestly, every day, I cannot believe yeah. like that still happened, and like you, like you. But side. you know
2: what's funny? I was saying this to Richard, and I can obviously talk about it now that he's no longer um, employed by football. But do you know how football players are spoken to is diabolical? I can imagine there is no HR department, but the manager is allowed to call them a cunt, and I'm like hold on a minute. Can you actually imagine if we were in an office and our boss called us that? You would be like, uh, you would be like, you are sacked. They'd would, they would be they'd be gone. No, they no. couldn't call you that. And he just, he's just constantly, I know it's like that in like the army or any sort of role. Like in a
3: more intense <laughs> Yeah,
2: and it's like they're just accepted to be spoken to like a piece of shit. But I say to him like, you can't let him speak to you. And like he goes, well, no, yeah, I can. This is just how it is. Like, do you not have HR? And he's like, well, yeah, but what are they going to do? But
3: that's a prime example of you when you're in work, you forget about like your morals as a person. Yeah. Because if someone spoke to you like that in the street, you wouldn't take it with you. So why do? Like you need to have respect at work, but you start... you need to have respect for yourself as well. Yeah. It is wild. I even think back to like when you're at school and you used to ask to, go to the toilet and they would tell you no. Like, yeah. What? Like what? <laughs> I, don't
2: know. But
3: I need a toilet. I
2: don't think they'd do that now, though, would they? Yeah. I don't know.
1: That... Part of the conversation came with me in me and Jennifer. We were driving by. I think in Glasgow you can see into the call centres yeah I've worked in call centres and I know what it's like but
2: oh, you yeah because Jason Jason like that he can't have a break
1: but like you're, literally if you went for a pee And it took you three minutes longer And you are like in a call centre Because you were supposed to be on the phone For yeah, so long Yeah. Literally some hyped up middle aged manager Is getting on your case For having a fucking Three minute extra long pee <laughs> and it's like I'm an adult
3: And sometimes you go to the toilet You just need to sit there for a minute Do you
1: know what I mean? <laughs> you do Just
2: There's one like, thing in life Sometimes
3: I just don't feel like I'm quite finished
2: I just hate being told what to do I just hate it Honestly <laughs> I can't I feel like I hate all these Control people have over you in your life And I'm like Fuck off
3: See I think I'm quite a mix Like I think that is an in a way, something that I do miss weirdly. It's not that I like being told what to do, but I kind of like
2: routine. That's what I you, quite like you miss. almost
3: answering to someone in a way. I know that sounds weird, right? It does but sound I weird. I quite like doing <laughs> that. It <like>, really sounds <laughs> weird. No, but not in the kind of way. It's hard to explain. I feel like I enjoy doing what I'm supposed to be doing to them being like. Take off a list. Yeah, and it's quite good when you've, you're do, almost doing it as a responsibility, as a part of a bigger thing. Yeah. So it's not that I like to answer to a specific person. It's just like I like to play my part. You like to contribute. Like, You're a, a team project. player. <laughs> yeah, but I, but now I'm a team of one person. Yeah. So I think do you get what I mean?
2: No, I do. When you say it like that, yeah.
3: And I think like at work, I was always like I was very like everything was in time. Like I wasn't really like an annoying employee. I don't think, and I liked being that person. Yeah. That like always kind of pulled the weight. So I think I missed that. Like I missed yeah. the team aspect of it. Yeah. But not necessarily having a boss. Anyway, we digress. This is a shame when we need to discuss this. Someone has put in the box saying, "Worrying about going to the live show alone."
0: Why?
2: Why are Don't you worried? Be worried?
3: We will tell you on the um,
2: Instagram what to look for, so that you can sit with other people who are coming along. Yeah, and we're your friends. You're coming with us. Like we're actually going on a night out together. See it like that. You're meeting us at the bar. Simple as that. We'll, we'll meet come you and,
1: there. Don't come and see me. I'll stand in the corner yeah.
2: awkwardly. Oh, G. G is what to look for.
1: <laughs> yeah, you you
2: can, will not miss him.
3: <laughs> You'll not miss him and you will regret coming on. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just when look for meet? the giraffe in the corner, he's <laughs> there. Oh, no, no. The gi- oh, my God, we can
0: get him a giraffe suit. <laughs> You're dressing up. We're getting you
3: dressed up. See, look, this is a big problem. Someone's put in, arguing where we spend Christmas now we have a baby.
0: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello, Fresh! Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Family politics. That's exactly what she
2: said. Family politics
3: to the worst.
2: Look, listen, I can't relate and neither can you because we don't know the situation until we're in it. But I feel for you. And the only thing I can say to anyone that's suffering with this feeling of where to go at Christmas is something that I've struggled with for years since moving to Scotland. Because yeah. it's like coming home. And I, and when I go back to Leicester, I'm torn between who I spend it with or where I go. And then I, have, I had to leave Richard at home or I had to go... I had to choose basically between Richard being literally on his own because he couldn't be with his family or I'd be with mine. Mm-hmm. He couldn't come to Leicester. And it got to the point where I just became selfish with my time. And I thought the past two years, it's been, I'm doing what I'm going to do. the person I want to spend Christmas with is, he's my family, is Richard. I don't mm-hmm. want him to be on my own. Of course, I want to see my, my mom. And I'm very lucky enough now that I work for myself, that I can go and spend some days before and after Christmas with my family now. Yeah. But I think if it came to it, you got to do what you want to do. And even if you two want to spend time on, on your own with the baby, then do it, and then go to your go to his side on Boxing Day, and go to yours on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Or can't all of the family come over to this. If, uh,
3: if it was me and I had like the space and whatever, I would just have both sets of parents or family at my No way. Would you not? No,
1: don't mix families.
2: <laughs> do you, <laughs> you not? <laughs> no. Really, Jay?
1: <laughs> Terrible
2: idea. <laughs> I'm oh, interested. I, I, I don't think, I've, met, I've never, do you know this is funny, Rich has never met, sorry, my mum has never re- met Rich's parents.
3: A lot of people are like that though as well, like see if they've not, there's not really been a reason to, like why would they have?
2: Yeah. And we've been together a long time and I, I thought that is weird, but I suppose that is true, I wouldn't I wouldn't have his mum and dad around with with my mum and dad, like that would be wild. I know it is
3: hard, I do find it hard at Christmas, like me and Jason still just go separate ways for dinner, but we don't have do a baby you? to think about. Like, I'm going to my mum's, my, my brother's, and he's going to his sister's.
2: Right, so maybe this is what she's thinking. She wants to spend it with her parents, and obviously, bear in mind, they may have brothers and sisters. So no, the problem
3: is, they've got a child, so they three now need to be together, but they both probably want to be with their own parents.
2: Yeah, but let's think, like, her partner might have a brother and his wife and girlfriend, and then she's got sisters, and they're all... Because you can't have all of them come to one place. It'd be loads of people. No, I know it would only work
3: if it was, like, parents, really.
2: I think you've got to, again, pick pick between your three days, your Christmas Eve, your, bo- your Christmas Day and your boxing, and split it evenly.
3: Yeah, and have, like, and just say you'll rotate it each year. Yeah. This year we're going to my parents, next year we're going to yours.
2: Yeah.
3: And have to have three Christmas days. I mean, really, it's only a date that makes it Christmas, right? You can have... Have it any day roundabout. about. I've always seen my dad really on Boxing Day and just for the second Christmas. Yeah. Because that's, you know, what's even harder? When they're divorced.
2: Yeah, it's getting fucking may, me.
3: Yeah, in-laws to see and your parents, but your parents aren't in together, so that's three houses.
2: Yeah, but it was great was when you were a kid 20 Christmas I had about 25 Christmas days. It's perfect. I was saying
3: that to mum other day. We were talking about, like, how there's so many people just to see in this life. And mm. she was I know I don't even make it easy for you, did I? I went, no, you fucking number.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I used to hate that. But I don't know, again, like, remember, this is your baby and your time and you do what you want to do. If you and your partner agree on the same thing, or what should we do? Then stick together and just have your day together. But if yeah. he's like, I'm going to my mum's, I want you to come to mine, then, I mean, you've then got to be, you've got to meet in the middle there, ain't you?
3: I know, it is hard. Or couldn't you do, like, I quite like travelling about in Christmas day and a lot, a lot of people won't like that. Yeah, because have a I quite like, kind of like, in the morning, seeing someone at breakfast, and then
2: yeah, because then you can dress up and, and you,
3: you go, and go eat out. And kind of, you're here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, but you settle before you have your dinner, obviously. Yeah. So it's only in the morning you're maybe visiting someone else. So couldn't you do like breakfast, Christmas like breakfast with? But her also, family? what we're not taking
2: into consideration here is Zoe, Zoe Quinn, is the distance that they may live. Oh, there's so
3: many. There's so many different. It things. might not be
2: as easy as nipping round the corner. It might be his parents might be in Manchester and hers are in Plymouth. Oh, well, you're fucked then.
3: Fucked. <laughs> That's a hard one. I feel like I can't really give you an answer. I apologise.
2: And I'm sorry, but if the grandparents really want to see the kid, then they should make the effort to come to you. Fair? Fair. Unless they're old and ill. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck's sake. laughs> right. Anyway. Should we end with the <laughs> the big one.
3: Right, so this is quite questionable, right? And we don't know if people are shaking absolute piss out of us, but we'll read it out anyway.
2: Do you know what? If it is someone taking the piss, fairfox to you. I know, you. you're funny. We love this. Right. But if it's not, then, ooh. So, this, was, this is an email,
3: professional email.
2: We, we, got, we got an email, guys, sent into our production team. Very professional. G right. and Jenna.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've recently come out of a long term relationship and I'm back on the data scene, but I'm anxious about the bedroom. I'd be interested to know if you've ever heard of this before, but my ex had a fetish for belly buttons. <laughs> Yes, belly buttons. I was baffled when I first discovered it, but over time it's become so ingrained in my sexual experience. I'm now worried that it'll be difficult for me again when dating as it feels like I need sex to involve belly buttons, but I'm not confident in how to approach it. Do you have any advice? Okay. To give you some of the detail, the fetish involved is fingering and licking each other's belly buttons, which sounds so silly now. <laughs> my ex particularly liked Innie's. Mine is a... How the fuck do you say that? Hello cavernous cavernous belly button what's that mean
1: deep
2: (laughs) that's me
3: (laughs) and enjoyed a belly button dirty talk
0: Ooh,
2: like deep into the hole
3: what's your advice for this jessica
2: i mean there's going to be many people with belly button fetishes out there i would say get yourself on something like a weird fetish website and go and hook up with someone else if you're really into it i
3: Mm -hmm. just think when you first go to like sleep with someone else you just fucking go for it
2: what? Start fingering his belly button? Just get
3: your finger right in there.
2: No, Zoe.
3: <laughs> no! I'd be like, get the fuck out of there! We well, just never know them. Like, I, it's not something
2: I'm into, but, like, maybe I would enjoy
3: it if it happened, do you know what I mean?
2: What, so if you ended up getting with this guy that she's talking about, and he started... Well, whispering sweet nothings into your belly button <laughs> no I
3: know but she obviously felt that way at the start as well but then it became something she enjoyed mm. so I think you just need to like be brave and just either speak about it or go for it and see if like they're on board just put it out in the open
2: he's just obviously got some mad fetish for it isn't he people have them like above their feet and
3: I think more people have them than them not I've just luckily not really experienced anything like that out there but I think that's why you just go for it and see what happens
2: um <sighs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the fence here. I personally don't think you should go in the next place you sleep with, you start licking his belly
3: button. No, but you start in stages, obviously. You start maybe just with a wee, like, a rub of the finger round the rim of the belly button.
2: <laughs> I think maybe, right, you do a bit of foreplay. Wait, this is so disgusting, I can't even <laughs> believe I'm discussing this. But, like... You start giving him a blowjob right and then if you start like licking all about the area the the belly button's not that far so i'm sure like he's well into it and you can just you can get your little fix from it whilst you're down that region that's what i mean like you're, yeah. you're <laughs> in about it anyway so just <laughs> like you
3: just need to go for it well you're not just going to be sitting watching a movie and you suck your finger in the belly button the like, camera I yeah when, when you're about that area just you know feel about and see yeah and see what the reaction
2: some, is some people like for me personally i've got a really ticklish belly button like if somebody did that i'd be like oh
3: I actually must admit I absolutely hate when someone touches my belly button. Yeah. So like, it it couldn't be me, but you just never know.
2: I wouldn't think too much into it. I think you're overthinking it as well. Like if if this is fully true, I think when you're actually in the situation with another person that's different to your ex, you're going to be in a whole different scenario. And they might have some weird, they might start sucking your toes or something. you would be like, ooh, new kink. And then you could maybe be like, oh, I'm going to just have a little wee pinky in his (laughs) winky winky. And then next minute... Folk knows. You're letting each other's belly buttons? Yeah. You know, weirder things have happened. Weirder things have happened.
3: Yep. I've just got, like, two things that we need to follow up on, right? Before we end this. Yeah. Chat to Cathy today. Um, someone said, in reply to you asking, can you drive away from McDonald's drive-thru without eating a chip? I was stood at the till at McDonald's and took a chip off the tray whilst they were still bringing the rest of the order. But then I was to realise it wasn't actually my tray and it was the guys next <laughs> to me. <laughs> right (laughs) so that what she actually said was so the answer is no you cannot another ghostly story Mm -hmm. my mum was watching most haunted house years ago my dog started staring at the certain area of the room and started barking like mad it was freaking my mum out so bad so she said out loud whoever you are please go away because you're scaring me My dog then moved his head and eyes, following something to the end of the room, and then stopped barking. (laughs) So that person's left the room.
2: Jessica? No, I hate stuff like that. That is fucking weird, isn't it? Like, she said get out of here, and she
3: actually saw her dog, like, do that, as if he was watching someone leave the the room.
2: Parallel universe. The ghosts
3: are real, sorry. They are. Anyway, next. You don't... Dating apps verification, mind we were talking about that. Oh, yeah. You don't need to be verified to use Tinder, but it does show a wee tick next to people who have verified themselves. Right. And that means you need to take a video to prove you're the person in the pictures. Right. But, big but here, you can do that and then change every picture in your profile so even the verified accounts can then be fake. How unsafe is that? I'm sorry, I can't believe that.
2: That's so unsafe.
3: She said, so, co- so comforting and not scary at all. Haha. <laughs>
2: My God. Honestly. But how, I
3: just don't understand. You can't even send five pence to your partner without putting your face in your RBS yeah.
2: account. I know. It's a tough world out so, there.
3: So why do you need to do that? Stay strong, girlies. Absolutely. Anyway, that's <coughs> enough for this week.
2: Yeah, thank you. That was gorgeous, Zoe. And we'll
3: see you all at the live.
2: Fuck. Is that the next time? Yeah. Right, listen, if you're coming to the live and you don't cheer so loud, I'm gonna be fuming. I want to be lying in my bed after it with that ringing thing in my ears. We need you we need you to be our biggest hype women ever. And you know what? I actually have full confidence that they're gonna be. Have a few shots.
3: I'm not scared.
2: Also, can you actually give us some ideas of what we what we can do for Spit or Swallow on the live? If you wanna bring us something you can. I have a think about it. If you want to give us some sort of alcohol options, we we need to do it because that's what we're gonna do.
3: But also remember that then we need to—that'll be near the start of it—and then we need to progress with the evening. Yeah, so it's so nothing to,
2: nothing like absinthe or anything like that. Thank you. Men
3: just to bring that back
2: from holiday. Oh my god! But yeah, what was that other one? Oozah! Oh you fucker!
3: Anyway, I'm away. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Bye. See ya.
0: Hold up.